sinners and saints. Dust off those horns and halos. It's time for Alec After Dark. Thank you, thank you. Greetings, sinners and saints. It's the scary thing hiding under your bed. It's the perfect face for podcasting. It is your host, Alan, and I am the birthday boy. Had I known a live audience could be this fun, I would have done this a long time ago. <laughs> but yeah, you all know that I'm not here in front of a live audience. I'm, I'm not that crazy. But thank you for joining me for this birthday celebration. And I might be enjoying a cocktail or two before I join my friends for some birthday celebrations. And I am excited to be here with you guys. As far as my age goes, let's just say that I'm old enough. That's all you need to know. Yeah, NC-17 has nothing on me. How are you all doing tonight? I hope you've, you, you're grabbing a cocktail yourself to celebrate my birthday or thinking about spanking me because I am open to that idea tonight, actually this whole week. So you know what? Give me a holla and we'll see what we can do about that. So spanking is not off the table. I might actually be willing to bend over. Who knows? You know, a couple of weeks ago, I, I mentioned that I thought about making the birthday episode one of the most graphic sexual-wise, and I don't think that's going to happen tonight. We'll see. Let's see when the vodka kicks in, how my conversation turns. But I've been thinking about what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago about slut-shaming, and I've discovered something very interesting that's happening as Alan After Dark has come out, and we've produced a few episodes. I actually have some people I know that are kind of mad at me or frustrated with me over the subject matter of this podcast. And I really do kind of want to address that tonight. I mean, I know where they're coming from with their disappointment, but I am trying to make a statement on more than just one level. I'm not just talking about sex to be talking about sex. I'm not trying to brag about my sexual escapades. What I'm wanting to do is make the world understand that it's okay for gay men and lesbian women and pansexual or cis or whoever to talk about their love of sex, the enjoyment of the pleasure it brings. I've always felt like there's this political correctness that's that's evolved out of the fear of what the right-wingers will do to us. The thing is, though, we can look at examples like Anderson Cooper, who is this respected journalist, a fearless guy who has went into war zones. He has his children. He is living this sort of model life. It is a life that can easily be defended against the right-wing bigots. But let's be honest right here. Anderson Cooper is a gay man, and he likes sex. And there is nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with a gay man or any person being happy and enjoying a good sex life. You shouldn't be ashamed of that. It shouldn't be used against us, even though they'll try. Because guess what? Those who are trying to bash us about sex, you think they don't like sex? 
I've got news for you. Those bigots probably don't get much sex, but who could stand that? I mean, unless they're sucking their own dicks, and I'm pretty sure that the dick doesn't reach. God knows their mouths are big enough. I just wanted to address that up front, that I am not just here to brag about sex. I'm here to say that it's okay to talk about sex. It's okay to be happy with sex. It's okay to share your love of sex. And if you do have a problem with that, maybe you should be looking in the mirror and asking yourself why. Why do you care what they think? And I know they do seem to have the upper hand at certain states like Tennessee, where they're using even drag queens to try to, to create this false narrative of how evil and wicked we are, even though we all know they want to swing naked from a doorframe. Once again, it's just hypocrisy. It's just hypocrisy. And I don't want my own community to feel like I'm trying to exploit sex or anything for attention other than I want people to understand that as a gay person, I like sex too. And it's okay that I like sex. You don't have to like that I like sex. You don't even have to see it. And I, I hear a couple of sighs of relief on that. But who the fuck are you to tell me what I can and cannot talk about? What I'm supposed to be happy about? If I'm embarrassing you, just turn off my podcast. You don't have to listen to any of it. And I assure you, it's not being used by any right-wingers in a political campaign. I promise you it's not. And even if they did, everybody would be saying, who the fuck is Alan After Dark? And I kind of like it that way, you know? Now, having said that, who got me Henry Cavill for my birthday present? Hmm? Did any of you? I hope you did, if you wanted to make me happy. But... I will take the Mohawk guy at the grocery store if you can get him. Uh, but I am trying to get him. Well, I'm trying to get his attention. I'm trying to see how far I can go with that. And this past encounter was wonderful. I did go down the aisle he was working in, and he was on his knees. And I caught his man scent, and it made me want to climb the walls. So he would be a really nice alternative to Henry, although Henry is the one that I want to turn me inside out. Just so you know. What? Ugh. Did I mention that Mohawk guy has a full beard as well? He reminds me sort of like a badass biker guy with an ass you could bounce quarters off of. And I can totally see him wearing chaps and a harness. I mean, sweet Jesus, that would be hotter than fuck. Well, hot ass fuck, or fucking hot, or D, all the above. You know what I mean. Wow, I guess the vodka's kicking in a little faster than I thought it would. Well, here comes Uber or Lyft, I suppose. I guess I better keep myself in check because I have to have a birthday lunch and cake with the, with the family shortly. Yeah, that's going to rank right up there with getting a root canal, or a colonoscopy while being awake. Eh, maybe that's the wrong observation there. We'll just stick with root canal. I um, don't mean that in a bad way. It's just sometimes it can be an effort to... You know how family can be. You love them, you care about them, but sometimes they just drive you fucking crazy 
where you just want to shove your head into an oven and turn it on, that kind of thing. Or you just want to smash your head with an anvil. You know, nothing too serious. It must be something to do with this being my birthday week, but I've been having some extremely sexual dreams over the past few nights. While I'm not going to give the names of the people that I've had these dreams about, well, like I've always said, the names will be changed to protect the guilty, the satisfied, and in this case, the innocent. I don't want them to be embarrassed by the thought of bumping ugly with me, at least in this situation, even though in these dreams, it was with people that I have had close encounters of the sexual kind. I'm wondering, have you ever had these sexual dreams where you think it's one person, but the person doesn't look like the one you think it is? Did that just make sense? Let's just say, I'll just say John Doe. I'm seeing John Doe in my mind, but the body is Eric Doe. I don't know where I got that from, but okay. That's still, do you get what I mean? Have you ever had that kind of a dream where you think it's a certain person, but the body and the face is someone else, but you still think it's the person, that person that you're thinking of? Maybe I do need to lay off the vodka because that may have not sounded clear at all. But in one of my dreams, it was supposed to be a hot guy that I have fooled around with before that I want to fool around with again. But the body and the face were someone else. What the fuck does that mean? I mean, that just seems like the weirdest kind of dream you could ever have, doesn't it? It, it makes no sense to me. Now, are any Dr. Freud's out there, the ones who don't like Freud chicken, I'm sorry, that was a Golden Girls reference. If you don't get it, I'm sorry. I might delete that after I go through the editing process. But what does it mean? I'll be interested in hearing some feedback on that, some comments or anything about what that possibly means. But the other dream was the guy, and the dream was almost the reenactment of what we did in the first place. I don't know, have you, I mean, I'm going to be scattered here, obviously, the way it's sounding now. But on top of dreams... Have you, well, have you, do you have, what kind of fantasies do you have? Do your fantasies kind of seep into your subconscious and do you dream about your fantasies or are your fantasies when you sleep, your dreams, are they so unlike you and what you think you're into? Does that make sense? Probably not. What I'm saying is, is that sometimes the dreams I have involve sexual activities that I would have never thought I would engage in ever in my real world. In my dream world, the dream state, I am, I guess, a sloppy fucking pig. <coughs> a trashy, dirty pig <coughs> who gets into some of the skankiest stuff that you can imagine. <coughs> maybe that's maybe that's the release. Maybe that's where that all comes out. Things that I would never think about doing in real life come out in my dreams. But I guess a lot of things come out in our dreams, don't they? It's a way to be even more free because your dreams are like your own movies. It's only being shared with you. And unless you opt to share those things with anybody else, nobody else has to know. I guess I'm a freak beyond the freak that I thought I was. And I guess I just need to accept that, right? <laughs> 
That could be a Fleetwood Mac song, couldn't it? So I guess, Henry Cavill, you better look out, because in my dreams tonight, you're going to be having my baby. But Anderson Cooper, Ricky Martin, Justin Timberlake would all be good alternatives. I'm just saying. So getting back on the subject matter of this episode and controversies, have you have you noticed that, well, there's an old saying that people who are drunk tend to be more honest and tell the truth. I am going to create another controversy and say that's an absolute falsehood. In my experience, people who are drunk tend to lie and tend to lie to great extremes. And I'm putting myself into that category. People have talked to me after a night of debauchery, of drinking, and told me things I've said, and I've been honest and said, wow, that's a lie. There's no truth to that at all. Where did that come from? Maybe it's from my imagination, my creative imagination, but I do tend to lie at certain levels of drunkenness. That might be a scandal. I'm probably stepping into a big old pile of cow plot by saying that, but as far as the podcast goes, I have been drinking on two episodes, not to the point of drunk, just to a point of chilling out. So before you think that I'm lying on this podcast because of the amount of vodka I drink, that would be a falsehood as well. But this is my birthday, so I am drinking a little bit. A fact. Use it as you wish. So I rarely take people seriously when they tell me things while they're drunk. But then I guess I have to wonder, what if they are telling the truth? I heard something from someone just a couple of weeks ago that shocked me. And I really don't want to believe it. And I don't believe it. But it still lingers in the back of my mind that what he told me could be true. And if it is true, it makes me look at a a person that I care about in a very different light. And I'm sure people are saying the same things about me. And I think I may have quoted it earlier in this podcast. But what is the old saying? believe only half of what you see and none of what you hear. I might have that backwards, but you get the idea there. Honestly, I I won't say anything that I'm not absolutely sure of. There was a few months back that I thought I saw something, but I'm not absolutely sure. So why would I stir up that hornet's nest for something that I think I saw, but I'm not absolutely sure? And so I don't bring that up, even though I am aware of what I think I saw, and it will linger in the back of my mind until maybe some other way I can clarify it without causing too much trouble. My God, I sound like a Budinsky there, don't I? That was almost like a Karen comment, wasn't it? Jesus Christ. But when someone is drinking, they can be misinterpreting what you're saying. And if they relay that information the wrong way, it can it can truly do damage to friendships and anything else. But I'm hoping that all my friends who know me and know are, are aware of, of the bar situation, that they would take anything they hear from a drunk person with a grain of salt. Because it's very likely not true It could be just a shade of the truth. But then again, now that I've said that, there have been times when I have been drinking that I did tell the truth, that it was the only way for someone to get the truth out of me. And that is a really fine line, I suppose, where I'm actually being a hypocrite on what I'm saying at the time that I'm saying it. 
What? Huh? But I got a little bit off track there, didn't I? So the question was, do you explore your fantasies or do they just stay in your mind, in your thoughts? I, I wonder sometimes about certain porn stars and, and right now, Bo Butler comes to mind again. But do you remember Treasure Island Media, which is still around, I know, but when the porn star Dawson first appeared, and I mean, talk about a, a power bottom he was a bareback power bottom. And I often wondered, did he, was he basically living out his fantasies? And I think he was. And I have done that a few times. I have lived out a fantasy and I don't regret it, even though I think there's probably video footage of one of those fulfillments of fantasy. But fortunately, it's never gotten out. I wouldn't, I would be the one who would have to try to apologize to the other person. The other person involved in that fantasy would be the one I think, I don't think upset, but I would have to apologize for because I wouldn't want that to be out there for them, for other people to see. But thankfully, I think the video is with someone that I care about and cares about me. And they have used it for personal reasons, if you know what I mean. It's good jack-off material sometimes, if I'm being honest. But do you have fantasies that you haven't fulfilled? I think we all probably do. I mean, I mention Henry Cavill at least once every day, it seems like, or I'm thinking about him. And I know that that's not going to ever happen without some really hard work, <laughs> extreme work, stalker work. By the way, we'll have an, uh, an episode about stalking. Boy, do I have a, a story to tell you about that in the future. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I, 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 you all know that I have a thing for baseball players. I absolutely love baseball players. It's all of the crotch grabbing and, and jock straps and cups. And I think that they're just sexy as hell. I was at a Braves game in Atlanta. This was many years ago, and the team that won the World Series, the that team, basically from every position, pun intended, I was attracted to all of them, with maybe just a couple of exceptions. I'm not going to say which one it was, because I don't want to get in trouble, but we were at, we were there early for the game, and I had a baseball, and one of the pitchers was signing autographs and things. We had been drinking uh, quite a bit, not a whole lot. Well, quite a bit, yes. And I felt my inhibitions fade away. And so when he got to to me and he was signing my baseball, <laughs> and I asked, would you mind signing your jock strap and giving me that? What? Was pretty much his response to my question or my request. So he was kind of pulled, pulled along the line. And, and I have a baseball with his signature with the last letter, scraped down in shock from what he thought he heard, which he really did hear. He just assumed that I wasn't asking for his autograph on his used jock. If he had done that for me, I would wear that on my face every damn night. Hell, I'd probably choke myself with it. <sighs> but that's an example of a fantasy of mine that I sort of expressed with the aid of alcohol. But to be quite honest, I had many Atlanta Braves games that I watched from my bedroom 
that became four-hour edging sessions until I splattered all over the wall. And yes, no regrets. None whatsoever. Oh, speaking of which, if you haven't read the book Behind the Mask by Dave Pallone, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. He was an umpire in Major League Baseball who was gay. And it is a fascinating book to read. It kind of added to my fetish of wanting baseball players, you know? Probably till the day I die, I will have fantasies about baseball players. And in the words of Martha Stewart, it's a good thing. But I suppose I am waxing a bit more sentimental every time I make another orbit around the sun. And I think about myself as I'm getting older. And I've talked about this before on several different episodes. You know, I think I've said it before and I'll say it again. I love being single. I love having my independence. And I don't feel like I'm missing out because I have really good friends who fill that gap If there was a gap, I don't even think there's a gap there. I'll be honest and say that the past few weeks, as my birthday is drawn closer, I have been thinking about dating again and wondering if I could really connect with someone on that level. I don't want to be cynical the rest of my life. I do love seeing people in love, and I know people that are in love, and I'm happy for them. I won't say that I envy them or want to be them because for every couple that I know that is happy and in love, I know couples that are an absolute train wreck, a disaster, a nightmare, a nuclear war about to happen. I just wonder sometimes if the fear of being alone is stronger than the lack of love they feel for that person they are with. I just don't know that I guess, you know, I've always said that fear is very powerful and it can overwhelm everything else. It wouldn't be a surprise to me if people do stay together out of fear of being alone. For me, though, people have said that before. I've, and I think that they were trying to make themselves feel better about the miserable life that they're living. But I remember one person who is in a relationship who I had just recently met, and he says, Oh, you're alone. And I'm, I had to correct them. I am not alone. I'm by myself. I have never felt alone when I'm by myself. I have always felt more alone in a crowded room with people around me than I have ever felt when I'm by myself. With one very small exception. I won't get into the, the major details, But several years ago, I had major surgery, and I needed someone to sort of help take care of me. During that time of recovery, I really felt vulnerable, and I really felt a little bit scared. And when that person that I thought was going to help me a little bit didn't and wasn't as concerned about me as I hoped they would be, that I kind of needed them to be, I know that sounds selfish. It really did make me think about, it made the fear come out stronger than my strength of independence. Now, I got through that. I did take care of myself 
even though I was hoping for someone to take care of me during that. And it didn't happen. But maybe that's part of my issue. Maybe that's what I'm, maybe that's what I should be thinking about and looking at is not letting that one time, that one thing affect me in the way that it did. I should be looking at the strength I showed in taking care of myself. And that does come through now. I know it does. I am proud of myself for that. I have accomplished a lot in my life. And I look forward to what I accomplish in the future. Years ago, my mom told me that a few weeks before I was born, she had tripped over a tree root and fallen. And she was very sick for a a few weeks before I was born. And I often think she believes that that fall somehow caused me to be gay. She's never said that, but I've always suspected it. And I've always said when she tells that story again, when we're being nostalgic or looking at pictures, I always say, that fall, look how great it made me. Thank you for joining me for this birthday episode of Alan After Dark. I hope you've had as much fun as I have. I hope you've been entertained and you're enjoying the night. Remember, take life by the balls and be real. We'll see you soon.